Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing today? 
Uh, we are discussing um, Samuel, why there's two books of Samuel, I believe. Very good, yeah. I mean, we just talked about it, so it, yeah. it's not like a stellar move on my part to know that, but... But it was like ten minutes ago. It was, so I mean, I guess it is somewhat of a feat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought um, that we would look into that since we are between the two books of Samuel. Yeah, it's been one of our biggest questions since Samuel died, for sure. We're like, wait, what? Yeah. Two books. That don't make no sense. No, no. Um, so that's what we're going over today, but before we get into that, I do have some things I want to co- go over. Just a quick thing, a, we have completely revamped our website, mm-hmm. and um, I would love for everybody listening to go over and check it out, sacrilegiousdiscourse.com. Um, there is a link there that uh, we could really use your help on, and it says rate us, or rate the show, or something like that. Anyway, rate something. Yeah. So go there, <laughs> click on that link. And you can leave a rating on our website. You It also has links to rate us on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And obviously those help us out tremendously. But any rating, we love it. You know, just hearing some feedback from you guys is amazing. And uh, love to hear from you guys. So um, if you would hop over there, at least check out the site, see what's up. And then possibly, possibly leave us a rating. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, did you want to go over, I think you had something you wanted to go over as well, right? Um, yeah, I wanted to just reiterate that, um, our sacrilegious book club is going to be taking place on Sunday, July 3rd, and we'll be covering Asimov's Guide to the Bible. And so if you are doing a read along, um, at that point, we will be covering up through page 32. Yeah, and if for some reason you missed it, I don't know how you would have, but yesterday we actually did the intro to that, so mm-hmm. hop on back after you're done with this podcast and listen to that one. Sure, so. sure. All right, that being said, let's go in and find out why there's two fucking Samuels. <laughs> All right. Hey, so why are there two fucking books of Samuel? Yeah, that's some bullshit. He's dead already. He's dead. So, this may surprise you, or may not. I mean, it's the Bible, so nothing really surprises me anymore, but... They used to be originally one book. Okay, yeah. I I can see that. And in most Jewish Bibles, they still are. Oh, interesting. interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the first Greek translation, Uh which is called the Septuagint, and that's what we read from... Um, it's kind of another word for Old Testament. Okay. Uh, not another word for, but it's sure. interchangeable terms. Yeah, yeah. Um, produce, was produced around the 2nd century B.C., and they divided it into two at that point. Oh, interesting. And that, from there, was adopted in by the uh, Latin translations used in the early Christian Church of the West. Okay. And were finally introduced into Jewish Bibles around the early 16th century. So it is in Jewish Bibles, but also the old way, too. Most Jewish Bibles are still reflecting one book. Okay. But there are some that show Samuel's as two books. Got it. Okay. Um, And that will... I'll I'll get into this in a minute, but depending on whether it's one book or two, also um, changes what it is titled, what it's called. Okay. So, in Bibles dating from before 1516, uh-huh. the books of Samuel would be known as Kings and Second Kings, respectively. Don't those still exist? Don't those exist, right? That's right? like what comes after Samuel. Yeah. Those, what are now known as First Kings and Second Kings, yeah. would be Third Kings and Fourth Kings. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Right? 
Okay. And, and that makes and sense. That does make sense, yeah, because this feels like the beginning of this, that. It doesn't just feel like it. It is. It is right. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, that's that's the whole point, is that this is the beginning of Kings. Sure, so why are we glorifying Samuel then? Right. Well, like, there's, there's an easy answer, and then there's a longer answer. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So... Um, the easy answer is that Samuel was instrumental in the selection of the first two kings. Okay. And he was the very last of the leader, the, the religious leader, the theocratic leader of the tribes of Israel. Changing of the guard, so to speak. Not just the changing of the guard, yes, but also the changing of the way. Like, the 12 tribes were in great disarray Right. by the time this change happened. Sure. And they were... They they used to come together in various celebrations and reiterate all their rules, but by the time Saul came around, or I'm sorry, not Saul, Samuel came around, uh-huh. um, they weren't really doing that so much anymore. Got it. And Got it. so not only were they struggling from within with each other, they were also being badly beaten by all of the Canaanites and Philistines, all the different groups of sure. people. yeah. Whose land they had? I mean, taken. partly it's their own damn fault. Sure, they fucking sure. took over this land, but and, and never did take it over correctly. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they brought it on themselves. But Samuel was the the last of that lifestyle. That it, it was the end, not just the changing of the guard. It was the end of a very very monumental way that they were living. Got it. And hereafter, they were no longer tribes of israel so much you okay know? they were they were now led by a king and so it's israel after this basically they're still of. they're still the tribes but their their whole leadership changes and their practices change um they it the title reflects more how they are living so they'd already been living this way for a long time right and so the title was just like the final nail in the coffin. Okay. To, right. to go to the kingship. Got it. So that's the easy answer. The short answer is that because Samuel represented the end. Okay. Of the 12 tribes of Israel. Got as it. we knew them. Sure, sure. Okay. Here's the longer answer. Okay. Okay. So according to Jewish trans- tradition, blah, 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 tra- tradition, translation, tradition. 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 Um, the book was written by Samuel. Uh-huh. So, I mean... Oh, wow, that didn't really come up. Yeah. At least not what I was able no. to discern. So Right. Now, that's according to tradition. That That is, you know, what they say it was right. written. Which would make you say, oh, okay, that makes sense that the books of Samuel, he wrote them. So, of course, he would... Except that, that he died. It, right. So, um, but, that leaves a gaping hole in the he wrote it thing. Right. Um... Now, we will get into the names Gad and Nathan. The, they are prophets who come in later books that we'll be reading. Okay. Um, I believe the book of Books of Kings, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe Chronicles. I could be wrong. Okay. Um, but those, those are the next two sets of books that we'll be reading. Kings and Chronicles, two yeah. of each. Um, they, these prophets were, are believed to have come in and with Samuel, those three are the actual authors of... Oh, okay. Uh, Traditionally speaking. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This is, yeah. Those three prophets, um, oh, it says right here in my notes, ha, they were in First Chronicles. Okay. So, uh, good for me, I'm guessing right. Yay. <laughs> um, during the account of David's reign. 
Okay. So, um, which Second Samuel's is going to cover David's reign. Okay. I kind of figured that because we're kind of leading into that. I mean, like, but for what we know, he could die on page one, right? Like, we don't really know. Yeah. Anything about it? It's true. I mean, there's been characters that I consider bigger characters that I thought were big characters in the Bible that died within a book. They just fucking keeled over. Oh shit! Fell off their stool. (laughs) Had a stroke. Well, no, I mean, it's like big names. Like, I'm just like, oh, that was that's it. That's all that person gets. Yeah. Whatever happened to so and so? Right. Fucking knows. So, um, yeah, those those prophets are all believed traditionally to have, you know, helped each other in composing this. Okay. Um, in First Samuel, or yeah, in First Samuel, Samuel himself is treated as a prophet. He's also referred to as a seer right. and a judge, and he was Israel's principal figure immediately before the monarchy. Even okay. after Saul is made the king, he's still there. Very prominent. Yeah. Yeah. And then in Second Samuel, David is presented as the king. Got so it. that's why these two books go hand in hand and were originally one story and are still, even though they're split into two books, you could still say it's one well, book. Well, in one of the stories, you know, um, Samuel actually anointed David. So, right. like, the other one was kind of iffy about that. Yeah. But, yeah. like, you know how they had two different versions of it, right? Yeah. Like, the one, he definitely anointed him as as. The new king. Yeah. But. And then in the other, it was by God. Right. So, and we're going to get into a little bit of that in a second, too. Yeah. So, some scholars assume that the books of Samuel were composed from two or three continuous sources. So, um, you know, different stories that they collected that were, like, continuing stories. Okay. Um, but more often now, it's believed that they are a compilation of independent narratives. Of that feels more length. true. Yeah. That feels much more true. Much more true. And and that's the leaning theory at this yeah, point. Yeah. I mean, it's just too broken. I mean, like, there's too many broken things in there that don't make sense next to each right. other that I'm like, well, this just doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. even fucking work. It doesn't even try to work. Right. Um, the Deuteronomistic editors yeah. or writers, however you want to refer to them. Sure. And don't forget, we are still in that um, grouping of books. Okay. Like Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, not Ruth, and then Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles are, are not Chronicles, just Kings. Up through Kings is still part of that Deuteronomistic history. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So these are all now believed to have been put together by the same hand or group of hands. Or edited by the same hand, anyway. Yes. Not yes. necessarily written by them, but no. That and that's why I said put together. Right. Um, whatever writing they may have done, um, redactions, additions. Um, because I got news for you, you couldn't be, the same writer couldn't have written Samuel. No. There's no fucking way. No, not at all. Because it's it's two different fucking stories at least. Well, and there's a theory as to why they were kept in because both of them um, painted David in a great light. Right. Which later on... Um, in future books that we'll be reading, right. they will look back and talk about um, David as um, his, uh, what did they call it, dynastic history. Like, okay. he's the beginning of the quote-unquote Jesus story, which I know that we're not supposed to be talking about talking Jesus, about right Jesus right because right. he's, like, not even a blink of an eye in, in these people, you right. know. Like, yeah. But... But future books chronicle or look back on this, and David is is the beginning. Like God blessed him, and sure. and all of his progeny, 
forward on. Right. And Dave, or yeah, David is believed to be an ancestor. Well, of even if we're just sticking Christ. in the Old Testament, the way you're describing it says that there's they want to make him look good, and mm-hmm. why leave out anything that makes him look good? Exactly. And they so can reference back to those things that make him look good. That's why all the stories were included. It's believed that's why all the stories were included, even sure. if they were clearly at odds with each other. Right. But somebody back then might have even been like, "Well, look, we have two stories. I'm not sure which one's exactly correct, but they're both accounts of him being a good person and Saul being a nutbag." Right. So, so either way, whichever both. one, whichever one you take, one of those is correct. They, yeah. It's, but everybody had the same idea. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, moreover, though, the battles that were involved the destruction of the Canaanites. Yeah. Those were not supported by the archaeological record. Which further goes to show that um, a lot of this was story and fable and sure. legend and not direct history. Was it Canaanites or Philistines? Canaanites. Oh, okay. Yeah, a All lot right. of the battles described in the books of Samuel couldn't have taken place. Okay. Um, moreover, um, a lot of the the words that are used, the phrases, like one of them was, to this day... And forever after, right. apparently are anachronistic. They did not speak that way. Oh. They didn't use terms like that. So it's clear, not in the time that Samuel was covering or that the editors would have. Right. So it's clear that these were. It's been reworked. Yeah. That yeah. these were not written as early as. Got it. They Got want it. it to be. Sure. So, um,. It's now widely believed that the Israelites themselves originated as a subgroup of Canaanites. Which I mean, we thought we thought that way back yeah. when they were, you know, in Exodus. Exactly. So we talked exactly. about that ourselves. Is like, so it, some some of the stuff that we come across is like, you know, um, things that they've studied and and and, and decided upon as, as scholars. I'm like. Well, it seemed pretty fucking obvious, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like, we came to that, and we're just dum-dums. Right. And we came to that conclusion on our own, and we're like, I'm yeah, just, that tracks. Yeah. No, I mean, so you, we're just reading along, and like, yeah, that sounds like what that probably is. So Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Whatever. Um, okay, so and I already talked about the anachronisms and the phrases. Um, those could not have been compiled in the 11th century BCE. Right, just because of the way they talked yeah, and the way they said it things. Yeah, just, it wouldn't have happened. Sure. This is, to me, the, I'm wrapping up to an end here. Okay. The most interesting point of all of this. Four of the Dead Sea Scrolls feature parts of the books of Samuel. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So I cannot fucking wait to get into the Dead Sea Scrolls eventually. Huh. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. Uh-huh. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, and I don't know a lot about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Like, we'll get into that. But apparently there's, like, different caves, at least four different caves that they right. were all found in. Yeah. And whatever quadrant in the caves they were found in is how they're identified. And I'm going to have to... Hmm. Re- when we This is so off topic. But when we get to the Dead Sea Scrolls, I'm going to have to look up how the references are pronounced out loud. Right. Not right. because they're difficult to pronounce, but it's a matter of, like, if you see First Samuel... You don't know to pronounce it for Samuel unless somebody has said it that way to sure. you already, which is why Trump said one Samuel. <laughs> right, right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a it's numbers and letters is how the ah. Dead Sea Scrolls are identified. Okay. Not um, in some kind of Hebrew or Aramaic or something like that. It, it's just 
code names like stars are given these, you know, weird letters and numbers and you don't know how to sure identify it like how you're supposed to say it right right so i'm gonna have to get into that but i'm so excited about that yeah um collectively these books that were found in the dead or yeah in the the caves in the caves the dead sea scrolls they are collectively known as the samuel scroll and they date from the second and first centuries bce interesting right yeah so we know from that that you know that that dates these right, kind of right. that gives us some kind of reference. Well, but that also puts those scrolls around the same time that they were trying to redo. Mm-hmm. For, based on what you were saying, same time they were trying to redo what was in Samuel too. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like there was something going on with that whole portion of the Bible, Old mm-hmm. Testament at that right. point, point where they were trying to rework it. And so there was, must have been a lot of people reworking. I, I don't know, but that that's interesting though. Yeah, yeah. So well it would have it shows at the very least that there was a lot of writing happening. Um, what happened later that you know, chose this book and tossed that one. Right. That came later. I thought that some of the Dead Sea Scrolls had to do with the New Testament too. Am I am I wrong about that or I think so, but I, I don't know that for certain. Okay. Um right. that that's Beyond I, my I just scope was of curious. knowledge, at yeah, this no, no, time. That, that's fine. I I wasn't sure, and I just thought I'd ask the question. And I know. I'm every sure time, somebody will probably reach out to us and, and tell us. But uh, every time the Dead Sea Scrolls come up, I'm like, I'm just biting, champing at the bit. I think is the term. Chomping, like, chomping at the, bit. at the bit. I cannot wait till we get to those because they're just it's so exciting right just because of what they were when we were growing up because like, they represent i mean i swear to god i thought indiana jones was the one that discovered them when i was growing I'm up i'm serious <laughs> it's true and just because of the cool factor you know i like, remember it was like, i remember thinking how cool it was and i remember how people around me were not anywhere near as right. wowed as i was right well i there's two there's two camps on that probably and one is that yeah, that's neat. You know, stuff in the desert, okay. If you're not really religious, History, or cool, or whatever. if you're religious, you might be like, oh shit, what's what's going, what's going to happen? Blasphemy. That's not true. Am I going to find out my religion's wrong? Or, I don't. I know? don't think that's what religious people think. No, I think they automatically assume it's the devil's work, and it's either a fraud, right, or right. it's um, something that was planted, and it's the devil, and we. Well, and have I guess to that's why away. it's in my mind that there was some stuff from the New Testament in there because. I thought I recalled there being a whole section on Jesus that didn't paint him in exactly the same light that the Bible does. So I don't know if that's the I Dead Sea wrong. Scrolls. I, okay. I really don't. I do know that there are other books that do talk about Jesus right. um, that were discovered later um, okay. that do paint him as like he had siblings, he was married right, right. and had children of his own, yeah. and that he had um, his wife or other women among his prophets. Sure. Or disciples or whatever. Um, and and I'll be quite honest, I could be confusing a lot of this with fucking Dan Brown's book. <laughs> <laughs> because he talked about that a lot. But I want to say that Dan uh, Brown wrote his book around all of this stuff that had come out because it was loosely, so exciting. Loosely. Oh, very loosely. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm just I'm just trying to be honest. Like, I don't know any of this shit. And sure. what little I do have, I learned so young and at a time when i wasn't really aware of a lot of history or religion yeah or religion and um that book was quite the phenomenon sure so you know just as much as indiana jones yep for sure so just wanted to put that out there cover my ass 
So that uh, seems like that might be about it for what we've got today. That is it for what we've got today. I don't know what we're doing tomorrow yet. I don't either. Um, we're kind of playing this week like fly by the seat of our pants. So let's just leave it as a, uh, a roll the surprise. dice, and uh, you guys can have a nice surprise tomorrow. There might there's 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 definitely probably most likely going to be something tomorrow. <laughs> definitely probably maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because we want to wait until Monday to start the new book. That's yeah. what this is about. Yeah. It just makes the numbering easier, you sure. guys. Sure. So, hang with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Hey wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 